Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to this week's Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser along with Troy Peverell. And today we have part two of a conversation where we have invited uh, Kim Peverell and Karin Sasser. We are talking about just sort of how, how do you navigate all of the, the chaos of life that we're all feeling right now and how do you find rest? Because uh, I think that's ultimately what we all need to find is rest. And so our last conversation was just sort of talking about what is some of the chaos, talking about how maybe we need to stop talking about the chaos so often because that maybe is dragging all of us down. But then we did get into a little bit of some practical you know, ideas, tips, um, things that maybe you as the listener can do to find rest. And so today we're really going to hear mostly from Kim and Karin just about how, how they're kind of processing being able to find rest in the midst of chaos. And Troy and I'll just sort of Pipe in. Troy, anything you want to say before we jump into that? Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> so, Karin, uh, let's talk a little bit about just, I know you've been spending some time on this this summer, so tell everybody where this has come from and, and how you're processing it. Um, so, it, it's timely that this is what we're talking about on the Voice of Hope radio broadcast because at our church this summer, our sermon series has been Summer Sabbath. So, we've been um, talking so far this summer about just the importance of uh, taking rest and uh, the importance of Sabbath. And um, this is the way that we've been defining Sabbath at our church, which I think is a great definition that we can um, all appreciate. It says, Sabbath is a time set apart to experience rest as we deliberately stop working and trust in God's provision. The invitation to Sabbath is to take a deep breath as we cease striving and place our worries and cares at the feet of Jesus. As we pull away from the pressure to hustle, perform, and achieve, we make room for God to satisfy us as our loving Father, our faithful provider, and our Prince of Peace. And when it's, I think when it's said that way, it's kind of like an invitation it's hard to refuse. Um, and it was real interesting, uh, one of our... Um, one of, one of our staff at church this past week doing the sermon was kind of just talking about Sabbath and about how uh, first we see in Genesis about how God modeled Sabbath. And after seven days, uh, six days of creating, he rested. And he didn't rest because he was tired, but he rested because his work was complete and all was uh, full and whole and good. Um, and then we saw in Exodus and Leviticus where God commanded us to keep Sabbath and to rest. And again, he, he's doing this for our benefit um, because he knows that it is helpful for us to, to stop and to slow down and to be reminded that he is in control and we don't have to try to be in control and we don't have to strive to do that. And then I thought this was really interesting. I never thought about it uh, this way before. But she says, you know, now we live in new covenant times. Jesus came and he fulfilled the law. So we are no longer commanded to um to rest but we are invited to rest and i just thought that was just a, a beautiful thing that god invites us to this because he knows how good it is for us um and he just wants to remind us of his provision and his love um and it just gives us a time to delight in him and to delight in the things of our world kind of as a as a foretaste of heaven 
Um, so I thought that was really an interesting thing um, in our, our latest sermons. So let me ask this. What are some ways that you practically step into resting in the midst of chaos? Well, before I answer that, I want, I, I want to say this. This is another part of the sermon that I thought was really interesting is um, uh, Laura Lynn was the, was the woman who was speaking at church, and she was talking about how a lot of times you think of rest and on the Sabbath that you sit down and you read your Bible and you pray and you have quiet um, and how important that is. But when she like thinks about it, she's like, well, it's like, is that what we're supposed to do all day? Like, are we just supposed to do like 16 hours of sitting and reading our Bible and being quiet and, and meditating? And she said that, that she doesn't really think that's exactly what God intended, that that absolutely is part of what God intended. But also she kind of looks at like, what what brings you life? That's part of Sabbath and resting is putting away all the productivity and all the things that sometimes take away our life, even though they have to be to have to be done. But what like gives you life? So think she was kind of encouraging and challenging us to think about who are people that give you life and spend time with those people. Are there things or places like does the beach bring you life? Does nature bring you life? Does gardening bring you life? Like that might be a little bit of work, but if it brings you life, then that's also a way to rest and to delight in, you know, what God has given us. And it was kind of like all about going back to the Garden of Eden and how Eden, the the definition of Eden is delight. Um, and so it's it's a day of delighting in God and what he's done for us and looking back and, and delighting on the things um, in our past as a reminder of the full delight that we'll have when we're in heaven, as well as just finding things to do. So you know, um, for me, for sure, part of rest is just spending time in the Word because it always renews me. But, you know, I love I love a good boat ride or a good book sitting on um, at the beach or even just time with family, playing games or watching a movie or any of those things, I think, are a way to celebrate Sabbath and to glorify God. So, Kim, <laughs> how, how have you kind of thought about this conversation and, and how do you yourself step into rest in the midst of the chaos of life and so i know you do right um right so i'm gonna be the i'm gonna be the the polar opposite of karen i'm sitting here getting ministered to and i'm like don't stop don't stop because i need to hear this because i'm being personally convicted um as i shared on the last episode um it's hard for me to rest i have to will my i have to do something to rest as her phone rings. <laughs> that is perfect. Perfect. Right. And that's that's an example of our very large family and village that we that we tend to live in because I'm at the heart of it. I'm HQ, I'm Houston at any given moment and people are calling and asking and doing and I'm motivating and I'm moving. And I'm I'm feeling convicted because on our weekends we do really well with Friday and Saturday and Sunday morning, but on Sunday afternoon, I'm, I'm really like, I really even hate to admit this, especially on the air, but Sunday we kind of reserve for winding down and winding up. And so we're winding up for the work week. That almost sounds blasphemous to what you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't know, well, different people would say different things. Like, does this, for church workers, Sabbath isn't necessarily Sunday. So, because they're working on Sunday. So as long as you're taking that day, I, I don't know, I guess different people would have different thoughts on it. It has to be on Sunday, or are you just making that time and space somewhere in your week? Yeah, so 
that, that's, I guess that's hard for me to answer. Again, it's, it's because I am personally struggling. Like when Troy told me the topic, I'm like, you don't want me to talk on this because this is like a very present struggle. And he knows that. And honestly, the first thing that came to mind, because I knew Chris was going to ask that question, and I'm like, oh man, here it comes, is when I think about resting, the first verse that enters my mind is one that God gave me years ago, and I still haven't gotten the message and it's Isaiah 30 15 and it says in repentance and rest is your salvation in quietness and trust is your strength but you would have none of it and I I put that on signs I put it in my bible I put it in my car on a sticky note and I put it there for her that's right that's right and I have to return to that because he rebuked me in a gentle way and he's like I want you to focus on quiet and and trust and stop feeling like that you have to do and be everything um so for me i'm sabbath is um it's something that i can aspire to i should i'm called to it and i'm working on it (laughs) working on it well kim i think in, in in some ways that's the perfect reason why you should be talking about this is because i'm sure there's so many people and I'm probably one of those as well that I resonate with where who you are and the way that that it's just hard at times to be able to stop because I'm a doer and I'm, I'm always kind of on the move and I'm always trying to do things and get things done. Um, and in this conversation that we've had at church this summer, one of the things that came to mind for me is that um, rest, I think for me, has to be a mindset more than it has to be anything else. And what I'm I'm trying to do is even when I'm busy, even when I'm doing things, can I have a mindset or a mind that's at rest? And another word that I, I would kind of translate that into is, is just a mind of peace. Because mm-hmm. I think I think peace and rest are probably pretty closely connected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, scripture that I've kind of meditated on for years is just how, you know, when, when we present a request to God, there's a peace that transcends understanding that can guard our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so for me, kind of being able to have that inner peace and inner rest, even in the midst of being busy, mm-hmm. is probably just as important as pulling away and resting in different situations. And that's true. That's true. Um, I think also, um, in the last episode, Karen mentioned her dad passing, and it started me thinking about my own dad. And so I also have the voice of my mom in my heart, in my ear, and my husband. And we all know that the, the issue that my dad had was that he was a self-made man, and he was, a, I would say, a workaholic. And he worked, and he worked, and he worked, and he worked on Sundays, and he worked. And he didn't know the Lord, and he didn't know about Sabbath that we know of. Um, but my mom is always telling me, you sound just like your father. You sound just like your father. And I don't want to be that way. Um, and I, and I think maybe I'm a, um, a work in progress. I think I'm a, maybe a, a refined version of my dad because I know in my heart, I know what Jesus says. I know what the scriptures are. And I do in um, response to what you said, Chris, sometimes in, in the busiest moments of my day at the office, I have these beautiful trees outside of my window. And um, sometimes I'll just turn my back on the desk and the computer and the door and just stand and look at the trees. And if I quiet my heart, I can do that when I'm in the midst of working and I can just start with gratitude. And I do, I'll just thank you, Lord. Thank you that 
it's not blazing hot outside in July. Praise the Lord, you know, and I can, I can start there, and it really does do something. It brings um, a quietness to my soul. Yeah, that's great. All right, we're going to have to take a quick break as we are, you know, talking about all this. It's such good stuff, but we're going to have to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment talking more about rest on A Voice of Hope. Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair, and it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with a voice of hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guest, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together. Welcome back to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. I'm Chris Sasser. We've got Kim Peverall, Karn Sasser here with us today, and we're having a conversation around how do we find rest in the midst of chaos? We just heard from Karn and Kim, Troy. Your turn. Where are you going? So, where am I going? This is fun. Kim, this, Kim is like, this is wants Troy to say something. She's, she's nudging me. Yeah. She's like, why are you not talking? I'm thinking, well, I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> so actually what I was listening to Karen earlier and then Kim, I, with Karen, when she started talking about uh, kind of the first part of the definition of the Sabbath um, that was, I think, written, you know, inside your summer program this year, just deliberately stop working you know, I was thinking about like rest really is that place that we try to that we need to be purposeful to find um, because if you think if it, if it's not if if I just wake up and I'm just going to rest all day and that's my mode of operation and never work we we know that's totally out of line but but there is this you know Todd comes in Todd goes out Todd comes in Todd goes out the idea that you know we are to work you know those six days that you were talking about like. To be productive to to there's a goodness in it and sometimes when i find myself in a routine of work there is a satisfaction to it and i think you kind of at that point we're talking about like the sabbath is kind of like as in god did it wasn't that he was tired but he was satisfied with the work that he did and so it was this place that he you know that we too i think need to get to and i'm thinking all right so for me to get to that place how do I find myself when I am at that point? And so years ago, I used to be in um, full-time ministry. And so for me, a Sunday was in church working uh, throughout the day. And uh, we would set up the church. We would do the, ch- do the church work. We would tear down the church. It was a mobile church at the time. And um, so Sundays, you know, for me to have a Sabbath, it was another day. But when I got out of that, there was this sense of freedom and somebody was asking me this week and I was kind of laughing and it's like, when you got out of it, it was like I said, it was fantastic because I didn't have to go to church on Sundays anymore for, for, for duty, so to speak. 
And so there was a moment in that year where I was, I was like on a Sunday morning, I took my kayak and went to the waterway, found myself lost in the reeds, uh, trying to get over to an island. And it was beautiful. And I was sitting in that, taking pictures with my camera, sending them to Kim, going, man, I wish you were here. I think she was actually in church. <laughs> and so, so, but I, there was just this moment where I'm like, you know, my, the communion I was having with God in those moments, like this is the Sabbath. I don't need to be in a physical structure um, of a church of brick and mortar um, to be in the presence of God. And I think, you know, it's not that we need to wait just to that one day a week, but to find that place where we are in communion with God. And the place that I think it was for me that I know I'm in a rest when I have this word that I feel deeply in my soul, and that is the word gratitude. Mm. Like when I am grateful, I know that my soul is resting. Mm. And so it's like, okay, so if we don't deliberately go to whatever, wherever, however, to that place, it really probably... I think we're going to be lacking this place of gratitude. So we we're talking about chaos last time, talking about it today, talking about being not in rest. And I, I just think as I listen to, to, to Karen and Kim, there's this place where you do, you do really get to like, you're so grateful in the midst of the chaos. And that's, that's a good place of rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the beautiful thing about gratitude is that we are thankful to someone, right? We're just not mm-hmm. thankful about something, but we're thankful to God yeah. for his provision. And that's, I think part of the reason that God calls us to rest is as a reminder that we're not doing things out of our own power or when we are, it's probably not as powerful, right? Because the things that we do on earth that are going to have eternal value are those that God has called us to. And I I was thinking as Kim was talking, as you were talking, productivity is important, right? The scripture says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. But in order to be able to do those in the full power of God, we, we have to recognize that it is him that's powering us and we have to slow down to receive that power from him. And one of the things I talked about earlier in our sermon series that was, I thought, just such a cool change in mindset was about how the Jewish day began and ended at sundown. So mm. we think of our day as we get up in the morning, the day starts, we work, 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 and then we rest from our work. But really, it should be the opposite, that we the, the day starts at night and we rest all through the night so that we have the energy to do the work that we have to do the next day. And I just thought that was a kind of a cool sure. mindset and a reminder if like Sunday is the beginning of our week, that's why we have our Sabbath on Sunday mm. to rest and spend time with the Lord to empower us to do what he's calling us to do for the rest of the week. Yeah. That's, well, that's good. really good. That's really good. That's really great. There was a verse that I was thinking about just a little while ago, um, and the verse is, you know, um, knowledge puffs up, love builds up. And when I was thinking about resting and I was thinking about, you know, how, how is that? Well, ultimately, it is this place of rest um, in a relationship with, with the Lord. And I know that our, you know, the life, it moves from, from birth to death. But at the end of our life, you know, for the believer, it is a place of ultimate rest. We think of that here on earth. And, and it's like, okay, what is that wrapped up, to, wrapped up into in reality eternally? It's that we enter into a place even more so of a relationship with God. So 
when I think about the verse, knowledge puffs up and love builds up, knowledge is something that I can go and find. And it's an insatiable place of moving and trying to satisfy something that never can be satisfied. It's always going to be hungering for more. But when I go into a relationship with, with the Lord and I find that there is a place where it is fulfilling it's never ending. I keep going there, but it's fulfilling. And I look at that and I go, so ultimately for me, it's like this real place of rest is with my walk with God. It's not in some knowledge that I can find knowledge. Sometimes it just keeps me spinning, keeps me going, keeps me picking up and trying to find something that I'm looking for that never is fulfilling. Well, it's not going to, it's not going to be in that. And it is truly in this relationship that we have with Jesus. Troy, it's interesting to me. Oftentimes we'll be at a funeral and someone, when they pass away, someone will be talking. They'll say this person is entering kind of their ultimate resting place. Mm-hmm. And what you were just saying makes me think is, and it's not typically what the, the person speaking means, but, but really it is going to be the ultimate resting place because they're going to be with Jesus. That's right. And, and oftentimes I think people think it's, oh, they just, they get to not work anymore. They get to just sort of sleep, rest, whatever. But I think it is so important to remember what you just said is that the ultimate resting place for us is going to be in an eternal relationship with Jesus forever in heaven. But how can we sort of apply that here yeah. and now and, and, and have that mindset yeah. of, again, kind of a, a posture of rest in my relationship with God every day? That's right. And there's this there's this word, and I've, I've said this before, and I, it's probably not original because I think think we just eat all our lives and somewhere we we ate the right thing (laughs) but the word faith at the point of our at the end of my life there's no faith ever needed again like my faith is for this life and so what is faith when we hear it simply defined is to believe in something that you cannot see well that's what makes this relationship i think in part so difficult to find with god because we can't see him but when we believe in him however he leads us to that place there's a fulfillment there and i've got to keep going back to it i've got to keep having faith i got to keep returning to it but there's this coming this sweet day of rest where faith is not needed anymore and that's that why do i need that in this life because look at the chaos that we're talking about so um even in the 23rd psalm we're told that in that um quoted quite often at funerals and and during times of of people's passing. It's a comforting, really comforting psalm. But in that, it even says, he makes us lie down in green pastures and he restores our soul. So the very idea of Jesus is inviting to rest. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay, Troy, we only have a few minutes left as we kind of wrap up our conversation about chaos and, and learning how to have rest in the midst of the chaos of life, uh, what, what do you want to offer as some hope for some folks who are listening? Yeah, to be a, a voice of hope, you know, the, the name of the program that those that are listening to, this is a voice of hope. Um, for me to be that voice of hope, I, I have to have the hope. And I think about the question you asked of the conversation you, that you were having in our last episode where, you know, so much attention to the negative is, is a part of the conversations for many people. And it doesn't lend itself to feel very hopeful. Um, and I would agree with that. But at the same hand, I know that it, it is this place where, okay, so what, where do we find the hope in the midst of all of this? And there's a verse that says, be ready in season and out of season. 
to give an account for the hope that you have in you. Again, you cannot cannot have this hope that's false because people see through that there really is this place where like do i really have this hope in the midst of a crazy world in the midst of my own crazy world all around us um and i i can only get that from one place and that is the one that is the hope giver and so that's that is just so simple it is difficult um, somebody asked me recently, why do I just not do this? And I would just say, because it is not natural. It is not natural for me to turn to a God that I cannot see. Even though I know him, I have to go there purposefully. And once I do, I mean, God's promise is just do it. Mm. And there are times, obviously, where I'm like waiting and I'm falling asleep in front of my couch with my head and I'm praying and I'm waiting, but God has proved so much faithfully through the years that even if I feel like I missed it, he's there and it, it gives hope. Yeah. I think that's a great way to end. So often we are striving to, to figure it out on our own, but yet we've got to do a surrender to him yeah. and let him kind of be that hope and that rest for us. So, well, hopefully these couple of weeks of conversation have been really helpful for you. As always, you can go to ami1.net to get more information about the ministry. And in one of our next conversations, we're just really going to be talking about more about a voice of hope and uh, where it came from and maybe some ways that you can get plugged in. So thanks for listening today. We appreciate it. You're listening to a voice of hope.